Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Shane Anything. This show is supported by our patrons who pledge $7 or more per month at our Patreon at patreon.com slash sifted. I want to thank everyone who's pledging at that, and we do give them precedent when we go to select questions for the show. Let's get on with it. Our first question this episode comes from Sifted from SJD Swanland. In a recent statement, Infinity Ward said that they are taking even more countermeasures against racism in online matches of Call of Duty. Do you think anything will come of this, or is this just all PR talk? With that said, what other aspects of the video game industry would you like to see change as a result of COVID-19 or George Floyd's death? Oh boy, oh, this is an intense one. Um, okay, first of all, uh, there needs to be a lot more minorities working in games, period. Um, I'm not 100% sure why that's not the case, but like if you go to Pactor's E3 party, it's literally, I'd say 80% white dudes. Um, and I think that's true throughout the industry and generally his party is a pretty good microcosm of what's going on. So I just think hiring practices, uh, reaching out to the right colleges and universities where you can find more minority students, things like that, um, I think could help a great deal. And it's not gonna fix it permanently because obviously you're still relying on human beings to actually hire. And you know, the problem the NFL has run into, they put in a rule called the Rooney Rule that came from the Steelers, I would add. Um, and basically, the way the rule worked was when you were going to hire a position, you had to make sure you hired at least, or you interviewed at least one minority candidate. And they did that. They were interviewing the minority candidates, but just never giving them the job. So things like that aren't always going to work, but it certainly helps if you're at least considering uh, other people nor than you normally would for positions. It can only be a good thing. One thing I would change about the industry since COVID and George Floyd's death, the people, uh, I've seen a lot of gamers um, say some really awful things over the last few months uh, about Black Lives Matter and things like that. Not surprising, unfortunately, but really disturbing. But the other thing I would say too is I've been, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm friends with a lot of big hitters in the industry generally. And some of the stuff that I've been seeing uh, from them has been very encouraging. I think a lot of times it's the vocal minority. So I saw somebody posted something on Facebook again, I'm not gonna say who, but you know, it's a pretty prominent industry person uh, who was saying that they felt like the majority of gamers were the people on 4chan. In other words, the racist, um, xenophobic, um, male chauvinist, uh, that, that group of people, the people who can't seem to understand that there's a world outside of their world um, and they're having problems interacting with it. So anyway, uh, a prominent industry person, not a press person, like a developer, he felt that the majority of gamers were like the people on 4chan. I don't agree with that. I, I think that group of people are the vocal minority and they're gonna continue to be, and they're gonna continue to be obnoxious and go in people's Twitter feeds and act like fools. Um, it's not just gamers, that's how society works. You have a very small group of people who are obnoxious and want to impose their views upon other people and they're gonna jump in and make a big stink about stuff. And then you have uh, like the rest of us, the people who may be passionate about something here or there, but they understand there are boundaries and there are ways to present your opinion. One, where they're gonna be more re well received, uh, but also where you're just not offending the person that you're speaking with. So. It was discouraging to see that someone that high up in the industry felt that way 
uh, but I do not agree with it at all. I think the vast majority of gamers are really good people. Um, and so to ask me if I, you know, if Infinity War putting more anti-racist measures into Call of Duty, will it make a difference? Is it just PR talk? One, yes, it is PR talk, guaranteed. After the death of George Floyd, every company kind of came out with a statement. So it is PR talk to answer your question for sure, uh, but I also think it could do good. Um, even simple things like putting in some kind of a voice detector uh, that picks up on certain words that players say. Uh, so if they're using the N-word or any anti-Semitic or any other kind of slur, if you could pick up on that somehow and sort of ding that account, and when it happens over and over and over and over again, maybe the account gets flagged. I understand people are like, that's like phone tapping or whatever, but it is different because you're going on a public service. You're not in, on your private service when you're doing that. So you put something in the terms of service to say, hey, we can track you for racist language, and if we find it, we're gonna boot you. As long as that's in the terms of service, there's nothing anyone can do about it. I generally do not like to suggest spying on people or recording people when they don't know it, but in this case, they would know it, and it wouldn't be spying. So I think that might be the answer. Just saying, like, if you get reported, we're gonna ban you for two days instead of one. No, I don't think that's gonna do much. It might do a little, but not much. I think you need to kind of nip it in the bud. You need to be able to find these people as soon as they're acting like idiots and punish them immediately. Again, a lot of times they may do something, they don't get punished for it until like a week later. They may not even remember what they did. So I think the immediacy of it would help a great deal. And I also think increasing the penalties for it would help a great deal as well. Up next, we have a question from NeoJD from Patreon. What's up, man? Why don't platform holders typically ever release limited edition versions early on? I'm getting a PS5 on launch day, but I already know someday there will be a new color or special edition I would rather have. I wish the Spider-Man PS4 had come out before I bought my default black one. Well, I'm guessing you were a gigantic fan of the GameCube then, because Nintendo gave you color options right at launch. Uh, well, they gave you black and purple at least at the launch of Indigo, sorry. They want you to call it Indigo, not purple, uh, at the launch of the GameCube. But you're right, otherwise, typically you have one color to choose from. Um, and usually it's either white or it's black. Now me personally, I'm cool with white or black. Like when I buy furniture, anything like that, it's always white or black because it matches with anything. Um, and so I think there's a reason why consoles are always white or black. It's because those colors will work with any entertainment center and most of most people's decor. Um, and so I'm okay with the black and whites. Um, I do, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I have had console envy, like I got, the black GameCube at launch. And then we, we were, I was working at GameSpot at the time. We all sent our consoles into this place that like painted the consoles basically. And I got my black one painted this kind of forest metal flake green. Uh, and then they also changed the color of the LED light in it to be blue, which was cool. So I had this like forest green metal flake GameCube with a blue LED light on the top of it, loved it. Um, and they had put out the, the burnt orange in Japan right at launch, and I, that's what I actually wanted. Um, and they didn't put it out here, but then it did come out later, and then yeah, I did get kind of FOMO. I understand what you're saying, I get it. Um, but I think it's smart, ultimately. Most people are gonna want a black or white console. We're kind of the outliers. Um, and generally, I don't really have FOMO for the first like year and a half that I have the console. I'm just glad that I have it. Um, so I understand what you're saying. Uh, do I ever think that companies are going to come out with multiple colors? No. The only exception I would say is if Sony were going to do it, they would have done it this generation when they had the two versions of PlayStation 5, the disc version and the non-disc version. Then maybe you release two colors to kind of differentiate between the two. 
Uh, but I don't expect it to happen. A lot of it is, is just they want to produce as many as they can for launch. And when you have multiple colors, then you have multiple lines and it just, it slows everything down. So I don't think you're gonna see it happen. I don't know how Nintendo pulled it off with the GameCube, um, but for the most part, that's not something that you're gonna see. All right, this is gonna be our last question for this episode because I'm rambling on a little bit. And the last question comes from Sifted from Robolisk. Just curious, what were the last games, if any, you beat 100% and got everything? I don't mean necessarily all achievements, trophies, but 100% completion with all side quests and collectibles. Okay, this is gonna be embarrassing. Um, at least it embarrasses me a little bit knowing that a lot of you guys do this. I have not completed a game 100% since probably Assassin's Creed 2, something like that. I just don't have the time. I wish I did. I wish I had the time to really get into games and just dive into them and master them. Um, the only time I've ever really been able to do that in the last like 25 years was with my first fan site, Street Level Gaming, because we were covering the N64 and there were so few games coming out that you could really dive into each one and you could really cover like the later parts of the game and people cared. Um, you could write an article about like, you know, the 30th hour of Ocarina of Time and people cared because everybody was playing those games all the way to the end because they knew there wasn't something coming afterwards. Um, so that was, I did it a lot then. I 100%ed probably 75% of the N64 library, something like that, and probably that much of the Dreamcast library as well. And then as I got jobs at GameSpot and other publications. Um, I just, you just can't spend that much time on one game. So I have not 100% at a game collecting everything uh, since probably Assassin's Creed 2. All right, that's it for Ask Shane Anything. Once again, thanks to everyone who pledges at $7 a month or more. Without you guys, we could not do this show. And as a bonus, you guys get precedent when we select questions for the show. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time.